What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry, blogger, writer, podcaster for Lakers Outsiders. I am joined, as always, by Walt, my fellow blogger and writer for the site. How you doing tonight, my friend? You know I'm doing good, man. It's a Sunday night, and it's winning time. Winning time, absolutely. We just got done. Uh, watching the show, you'll be hearing this episode Monday morning or Monday afternoon, whenever the hell you're listening. And yeah, just got done watching another episode uh, full of sex, as always in all of these episodes. I think we've got to see Jerry Buss, Jerry West, uh, of course, Magic Johnson already before this, uh, getting it on. Uh, <laughs> had some more Magic Johnson getting it on. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but uh they decided to add a little bit of a murder into into the pot, into that pot that had some sex, some basketball, and all that stuff. So, yeah, now we've got a nice little murder on the show as the episode ended on a cliffhanger of Vic Weiss, uh, Jerry Tarkanian's uh, right hand man, uh, showing up in the back in the trunk of his car, dead execution style. And in the episode, they showed a little Jerry bus. Um, business card tucked into his collar or something like that uh kind of insinuating whoever killed him uh whatever send a little message i'm sure they'll dive more into the show and i'm sure me and wall are about to talk about what actually happened in real life in regards to that but walt did you have any clue that happened in real life and uh what were your thoughts about that afterwards yeah the slightest idea thought my tv jumped to uh true detective or something (laughs) <laughs> What's going on right here? I see uh, many police cars pull up on the scene, and uh, right. I knew it. This man was in the back of his trunk, brains looking like Jello. Man, I was like, Jesus! Yeah, they got this, a graphic this, with it. Too. This is not winning time. This is sinning time now. <laughs> seriously though, yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, that uh, that episode actually that was a great little alternate title for that episode, uh, sinning time because. <laughs> There was a whole lot of sins going on left and right. Um, we even had some uh, perfect timing with college basketball. Uh, never more popular than March Madness. Had a little Tarkanian uh, under the table money for his players. Uh, looks like he got into a lot of trouble with that uh, during his time as coach of uh, UNLV. But yeah, I had, I knew there was. I knew there was some aspect of murder in this show in the, (laughs) in the history of the uh, eighties Lakers, or I guess leading into the eighties Lakers, but I didn't really know what it was. And I feel like as I've, as we've talked about, I didn't want to read the book. I didn't want, I wanted this all to be like surprises to me and boy, that sure was a surprise. Um, So yeah, I mean, Vic Weiss, he did get murdered in real life. That's a fact. And uh, he was found in the trunk of his car. Uh, I read a little bit more about it afterwards. He was actually like found, like decomposed in his truck on some gr- mm. on some true true detective stuff right there. Uh, felt like they kind of made it look a little bit better than what it probably looked like in real life. Um, but yeah. Uh, there was even like an article that came out from the Hollywood reporter right after the episode aired of a uh, co-creator and co-writer, uh, Jim Hecht of the show talking about that. And he, even he was like, yeah, I uh, didn't know that happened until we started 
doing the research for this show and uh, really diving into it. Um, so yeah, and they were like, uh, do you think everyone's going to be on Google after this? He's like, oh, I know everyone's going to be on Google after this. <laughs> he was like, I was on Google after I found out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, absolutely insane. And I don't know what, do you, do you think they're basically going to paint it, paint the picture? So, I, and I've told you before we started, I read in real life that it was kind of like, what did like, did someone like not want him like Tarkanian leaving Las Vegas to go to LA? And it kind of seems like they're going to kind of insinuate that right with the business card mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. A little mischief, man. You you just never know, man. Sometimes points need shaving. So, um, hey, it's throwing my hands up, man. I, I ain't going to keep speculating. <laughs> You're playing dramatization. The yep. I plead the, the, the five on them. <laughs> yeah man i i don't know where they're really gonna go go with that in the show because from what i'm reading i feel like no one actually believes that anymore that it's like a a thing of jerry bus or the Lakers side getting nefarious with it mm-hmm. seems like it seems like vic weiss had a uh had a lot of debts uh to a lot of uh bad people as they kind of insinuated in that one restaurant scene where those a uh, group of four gentlemen sent over the bottle of champagne and they were doing the classic like cutaway to them shooting people and killing people being mobsters <laughs> being mob guys and all that and i was like uh-oh yeah man all tony right. soprano enjoying a nice t-bone across the yeah, way I was, I was gonna say i thought they were about to have uh uh james gandolfini's son on that table <laughs> play, playing him, playing a mobster yet again actually that would have been great that would have been a great little hbo uh easter egg in the episode can or, uh, or they got a uh oh man oh why can't i think of his if his name in the show in sopranos with the white hair on the side paulie paulie my goodness they had uh <laughs> the guy who played paulie just sitting there that been great his glasses um, up yeah. yeah right yeah they did they and they did do like the glass of like classic goodfellas type shit oh, um yeah no i it's crazy and that stuff like i it's going to be crazy just in terms of television, how they juggle that with, I mean, shit, everything else going on just continues to go to show how preposterous that time was to be a fan of the Lakers and apparently working for the Lakers. You got murder going on, trying to find a head coach. We, we, we act like head coaching searches are like the most dramatic thing of all time <laughs> when they happen uh, here, like, in these times, we're going to be having one of those. Speaking of which, we're not really talking about the Lakers tonight, but there will be a coaching search in about, what, month and a half? Tops? Yeah, we hope Tops. it won't end in a an unsolved murder, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, the last thing we need is, uh, you know, one of Vogel's buddies popping out murdered somewhere. That's the last thing we did. I don't know if I should say that, but whatever. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, handy, was, like man, the bookie is after me, man. Yeah, break my legs. I was gonna say they're gonna, someone's gonna die, and then uh, Lakers are gonna leak something to to ESPN. Like, oh, he had he had a bunch of gambling debt. <laughs> <laughs> Sources say. <laughs> Sources say he had a lot them. of gambling debt. <laughs> Consumed prime real, followed by several bottles of Bel Air Rose sent to his table, in which <laughs> David Fisdale responded. You ain't gonna rook us and stormed out of the restaurant, sources say. So yeah, let's just uh let's just, you know, 
thank our gods that uh, we don't have to deal with murder this summer. Well, I guess you never know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, it is so bleak, bro. We, I, I mean, it. we... We already murdered. Uh, we already murdered like Trevor Reese's career, Dwight Howard's career. You know, we can't know. have we can't have actual murders going on. Exactly. Um, but yeah, absolutely crazy. Can't wait to see what they kind of do with that and how they juggle the storylines. But uh, other than that, there was still a lot of crazy stuff going on in this episode. Uh, figured we can all let it unfurl as we you know give our little awards that we do. Um, starting off with you know who your MVP of the episode was and what was maybe your like favorite scenes or favorite parts, favorite storylines in this one. Oh, my MVP was Pat Riley. Yep. Yep. We got a, we finally got our first look at Adrian Brody playing Pat Riley. And was he, and was he playing on acting his a off mm-hmm. and uh, the hair, the nose, the, uh, they used the, um, the collector's cards, pitches up beside him. I was like, Oh, I love that that part where he was, yeah, where he was standing on the beach and they had like, and I think that's literally like, if not his rookie card, but like maybe his most popular card. And yeah, just like Mm -hmm. perfect. I don't even know how they do that. I don't know if it's a combination of like makeup and prosthetics or if it's all just like Photoshop and like CGI, but like putting (laughs) his face on there. Mm-hmm. But it looked great. He just follow uh follow Pat Riley all throughout the Heatles years. It's in the shadows, like <laughs> just watching. Like, heck yeah. I'm a method actor. He I, he the guy they actually sent to LeBron's uh meeting to try to try to get him to stay. It really wasn't Pat Riley, which is why LeBron never stayed with the Miami Heat. It was really Adrian Brody. Exactly. He really got into character for that role, man. So there's that. Actually, a nice little, nice little callback to us talking about Tony Soprano. It was like uh, when the Knicks brought in James Gandolfini in 2010 to try and get LeBron to come to town. You've heard that story, right? Yeah, classic story. I then they said they had like some kind of uh, footage, but they said it never, nobody will ever see that footage. No, it was it's like gone. They, it yeah. was. Um, I think it was. I don't even know if James Gandolfini was in the room, but mm-hmm. they filmed like him acting as Tony Soprano. Um, and I want to say Edie Falco, the lady who played, um, God, his wife in the show. Why am I forgetting everyone's name from that show? It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Anyways. Um, yeah, I've read that too, where it's like, yeah, there's footage of it somewhere, but also probably not because I think someone burned Mm -hmm. it. So no one could ever (laughs) see it. I just couldn't imagine that ended up on Twitter one day of just Tony Soprano talking to like talking to LeBron trying to get him to come to Knicks and just how how cringe that might be. Um, But yeah, uh, love Pat Riley episode. Got a lot of uh, interesting uh, Pat Riley and Chick Hearn conversations. uh, Big sisms. A lot of isms going on. uh, Basically everyone you could figure out or everyone that you could think of uh, in the span of I don't know, like a two-minute scene? Five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes um, is nothing but her going out. Yeah, man. Uh, also, a random little, little Easter egg for everyone. The guy playing the security guard who, well, I guess I just won't say what Chick Hearn referred to him as, but uh, the guy playing the security guard is Rodney Barnes, who's the executive producer of the show, um, which I thought was cool just to have him in there. He had a funny part. And uh, that article I was talking about from The Hollywood Reporter from – uh, interviewing Jim Hecht, he said mm-hmm. that no former players thing 
the security guard telling Pat Riley that, I guess that's a real thing that happened. Um, then he like was like, uh, I'm Pat Riley. Like, here's my championship ring. And the guy just kept saying, no, no former players. Which I thought was funny because that's uh, definitely not the policy anymore in Lakerland. <laughs> you come <laughs> up there without uh, some kind of affiliation now, man. You yeah. might get found in the trunk for real. Yeah, seriously. Like, tell like, you. <laughs> like Monty Williams coming in for an interview. Um, no, we're good, actually. Yeah. Uh, Ty Lue coming to town. It's like, okay, Ty Lue's saying no to us because, you know, we're disrespectful. Oh, God. Frank Is he with Vogel. you? Okay. Was, Frank Vogel, was Frank Vogel a ball boy back in the day? Can we can we get some sort of connection to the Lakers? Oh, I guess we got to hire him. Oh, man. If Vogel was um, connected. He, he was uh... – Oh wait, he does have a Lakers yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was on the coaching staff, I think. Uh, actually, I don't let me know. hold on. Let me let me look a little. Let me. No, do a I little... know, I know. He has a connection with a certain other franchise in the NBA. Let me do a little research. He's got, he, he's got a little green connection. If you catch my drift, <laughs> I can't. We can't say that franchise name on the pod. It's not allowed. Actually, I respect it. Yes, not, he was it's not a. Allowed but we're bringing Jason, but we can talk about Jason Tatum because he will be a Laker. But go on, sorry. Frank Vogel was an advanced scout for the Lakers from 2005 to 2006. Okay, so the joke still stands. You, mm-hmm. Nowadays, <laughs> nowadays you can't get in without a little former connection to the Lakers. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, we'll see if uh, I told you about my my thoughts on who might be the next coach and he definitely has some former ties to the Lakers, although it ended uh, ended in disaster and some bridges being burned. But you know, as we saw, as we saw, speaking of the coach, I'm speaking of, we saw with Dwight that uh, past uh, burnt bridges don't matter; you can still come back. Yeah, Anyways, Jesus. Um, yeah, I also liked the kind of conversation between Pat Riley and Jerry West. I can't remember what the exact lines were, but they had some good lines about like kind of retiring and going off to the sunset, but they're both kind of talking about their feelings about the game of basketball. And they're kind of like making a seem like, you know, they're trying to get away. They're trying to retire, but it's like the game of basketball is still like pulling them back, pulling them back. Um, And I at the beginning of the scene, Jerry West was like, I'm done. Never stepping foot in one of these offices again. Sayonara, and I was like, oh, "You think that, buddy? You're gonna be right. back sooner rather than later, and for a long, long ass time." And <laughs> as we're as we're in 2022, and he's still in those offices. I was say, technically speaking, he's still in the offices. Nothing changed, but the address and the name on a few doors. And I was gonna say the whatever whatever team's logo is pinned on his uh, suit jacket. That's the only thing that changed. Really, he's still in the exactly. same building. Well. <laughs> Until what? Until next year, two years ago, or two years from now, whenever they go into Balmer's Palace or whatever that yeah. arena is called, I don't even care. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that gracious. franchise either on this on this season. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I love Pat Riley. Uh, I just love Adrian Brody, though. Not even from like a Lakers perspective. I just love Adrian Brody. Brody, great it's actor. A big AB fan. <laughs> big fan. Big AB fan, just like Frank Vogel. Um, <laughs> but yeah no i mean he was uh i don't know if you watched watch succession but he had like a guest uh role on succession he was great in that um kind of just feels like he's popping up with a lot more stuff uh nowadays but 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I had some. I had some like little quotes. I uh, wrote down. Um, I liked the beginning of the episode when uh, Jerry Buss was freaking out, and then uh, Bill Sharman just turned around to Jeannie. Your dad doesn't own a firearm, does he? <laughs> I know, right? That was that, that was, was hilarious. Good. And then just uh, uh, I thought that we got the best uh Jerry West cussing spree tonight when uh Jack <laughs> McKinney when Jack you already know what I'm talking about when Jack McKinney first came in the office and then he was leaving. <laughs> and then right man. before Bill Sharma got out of the office he goes, Oh god, I gotta write I gotta say it right. He goes, What the fucking fuck of a fuck, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on. Listen you can't, man. you can't love the F bomb that much. I know they got everybody got their complaints about how they portraying Jerry West, but I I would like to remember him in his light. No disrespect. I love it. I love the unhinged Jerry West, the always on edge, the um, just on the brink of madness Jerry West is is doing wonders for my viewing pleasure. So please leave well enough alone, y'all. Let me enjoy this. Let me have something. I was going to say, I I feel like if you've been paying attention to the pushback on how he's been betrayed and the slight recorrection of that pushback from people that have just as much connection to that real Jerry West as the people that were providing the initial pushback that yes, it's super cartoonish, super over dramatized, uh, played up to an 11, but there's a little bit of underlying truth in there. Um, I've, I've, feel like I've read or heard that he does love a nice little F-bomb. He's probably never said what the fucking fuck of a fuck before. But we're trying to make some TV here that we can, that me and Walt can cover and have some fun with. So everyone chill out. Uh, Actually, that's a nice little transition into one of my favorite topics we we, uh, get to talk about. And that's uh, who's the most, in real life, who's the most pissed off of the week? Um... I'm thinking every week it could just be Jerry West and all the Jerry West defenders. But who did you think uh, if they if they watched this episode, which we all know pretty much all the real life people of this show are not watching the show. Uh, who do you think would be the most pissed after watching this? I, I have a couple ideas, but I'll let you go. Mm, the most pissed after watching this, I would say um, the estate of Vic Wise is probably pissed um (laughs) magic johnson 100 percent. he already uh voiced his displeasure for the season even i mean for the series even got started but now i know it's it's on 100 (laughs) i i i was gonna say magic johnson is my my number one overall pick (laughs) for uh who's the most pissed after after this episode any i mean we already kind of saw magic having sex and (laughs) Man, just to say that, just to roll off the tongue, it's just still wild, man. I mean, it really can't get... Well, I, I say it can't get worse than watching a depiction of Jerry West have sex, but, God, you never know what this show's going to throw at you. Hopefully we don't get hey, any, man. like... Ugh. Yeah. Listen, they're teetering on the edge of madness, just like Jerry West with how far <laughs> they can push this whole thing. And we still got so much more to go. Yeah, man. Still, on, we still man. got seven episodes left Come to on, go, man. and like I said, we've had 
three Lakers greats depicted having sex in just the first three episodes <laughs> Um Didn't even get Pat Riley. I'm sure we've probably got like a little Pat Riley, Pat Riley action coming. Lord, uh, hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't have any. You know, let's, let's, before going back to how pissed Maggie Johnson is, who, who, <laughs> who, who would be the funniest character that we've seen so far to be depicted having sex in this in this season? Oh, one hundred percent, Jerry West. Well, well, one that we haven't had already. Oh, uh, <laughs> I got one. AC Green. Wait, what'd you say? I said AC Green. <laughs> whatever, whatever his moment happened, this would be like light years, light years beyond winning time. It'd be up into the Kobe Shaq, or I don't know. I I haven't heard anything else about uh, AC Green um, cracking, <laughs> cracking the seal. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I, I can't even put that on him. Well, I thought, or speaking of kind of that nature, and you saying Jerry West, I thought we were about to see the con- <laughs> never mind. You know what I'm gonna say? I thought we were about to see the conception of Ryan West. Son, it might be. <laughs> Why? That is. I think, so I think wild we might still. I, I, yeah, right. I was. That's a wild way to put it, right? I was like sitting there. I was like, oh, they're about to make a baby. Mm. Oh. That's going to be Ryan West. Oh, we're about to see the conception of Ryan West <laughs> on HBO, the home box office. I know for a fact the West family is furious right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just, after his, uh, after she gives birth, it just picks up the winning time. You just start, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah it's like, Ryan West going to elementary school. With and then the whole family is just sitting in the room stuff. just like, so... Hmm. Anyways, uh, quite the title sequence, huh, huh guys? Um, but yeah, back to magic. Uh, <laughs> let's just say it's probably not. It probably would not be a fun living room situation for Magic Johnson and Cookie to be sitting down for some Sunday night television and then uh, seeing a fictional version of Magic Heaven <laughs> having a nice little orgy. <laughs> Tonight it was like, yeah, what we'll do. Magic, we'll pick one episode to watch. We won't, you know, we won't read up on anything. We'll go into it blindly. It can't be that bad. Let's just go check it out. Let's get us some skinny pop. Magic Johnson loves his skinny pop. And let's just take a look at it. This, this Quincy Magic Isaiah like, okay, fellow is I'll real handsome. <laughs> let's, like, let's wow, he got, he got me down to a T. And then uh, he gets to that part and he just in shambles. <laughs> Cookie, wait! I can and, and, the, and the writers of the show really are unhinged for uh for just that entire montage they were doing. And I feel like they juxtaposed it with is him on the phone with his family or on the phone with his mom or maybe like all of them. Uh but yeah, they had the nerve to cut in those scenes of him having an origin stuff, and they even had that line of uh I think his dad or someone was like, "Oh, you eating good?" <laughs> yeah, you're a plateful man. What happened in the seed? Because I need to wash my mouth on here more. But you already know what happened when when they said that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "You guys are pervs, you dirty dogs." Um, <laughs> but then even more than that, I was like, "Well, obviously, Magic would be furious about this." But even more than that, the scene of him. Uh, having Genie answer the door and him be like, "Oh man, like oh, I see how Jerry goes. Like I see, <laughs> man, I didn't know Boy. Jerry played like this." And like Listen. checking out Genie, I was like, "Oh, like <laughs> and that and that's something I know for a fact that, like, 
that's something I wouldn't be surprised if we get another uh, uh, puff piece of like magic never checked out genie brother brothers and sisters rah, 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 that type of so, stuff when that happened I was like holding my breath because I was like are we going there are we going <laughs> like, are, we, are we going there yeah no I was like are we? Uh, uh, I, like I mean they showed murder in the show they showed chick hearn showing all the isms you could think of but that scene was, had me the most anxious. I was like, oh, man, they need to cut this scene right now. I can't, like, they can't be doing this. And, you know, they fi- then finally, finally she revealed to him that she was Jerry Buss's uh, daughter. And he got, he got his mind back in line, finally. Uh, came to his senses a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought they were about to have another scene together because he kind of said, like, oh, like, Jeannie, take him to the Derby or, like, whatever. And I thought there was going to be more of that. Oh, they were serving it up. They, 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 they. Listen, I always say you meet you meet people where they are, right? They were serving it up. Mm-hmm. They might have not wanted to be like. <laughs> they didn't want to be messy, but however, in my Stephen yep. A. Smith voice, they <laughs> set the scene for you. Multiple shots of like, oh, waist waist down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Check it yeah. out. Oh uh, okay. yeah, that was the part where she like turned to the fridge and then he was, you know, no well the camera's going up and down, but they're obviously showing oh magic's eyes are going up and down. I was like, oh man, this is now that's something like I, I feel like I feel like Jeannie, if she, like say Jeannie's watching this show. Mm. I could see Jeannie being able to enjoy it. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. She like, yeah. like magic or like Jerry West. Or everyone, or anyone that's apparently known Jerry West, um, mm. like I, I, I just, I knew, I knew that kind of pushback was going to happen, and I know for a fact Magic Johnson not going to watch this. Like his ego is way too high; mm. he takes himself too seriously, which he should. I mean, whatever. But Jeannie, I could see like watch this. <laughs> this is funny. Like, this is good. Yeah. Oh, that's but, funny. Yeah, cause she, we, we seen the tweets. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She hey. has some tweets. She, she, she likes you know, get in on the on the fun, on the jokes sometimes and mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, that scene, I was like, oh, if Jeannie saw this, she, this is this is where she would like. She'd be like, all right, I'm done with this show. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. How dare they? How dare Man. they? A cease and desist. That'd be Bill Orham in the Athletic. <laughs> Sources close. I was gonna to say situation. Bill. Bill's about to have another piece tomorrow. Like. All right, another another person reached out to me that's pissed about the show, and guess what? It's yeah. Genie this time. Hey, you remember when they pulled Playmakers and we never heard, or you don't know, they don't ever say, oh, yeah, that's streaming on such and such platform. We never yep. seen, that thing I seen the life of day. <laughs> if no, they would have figured that, that's what would have happened with winning time. Just like, uh, just like that Tony Soprano LeBron recruitment video. That, yeah. the, that show has never seen the light of day again. Everything else in this world is streaming, ready, available. I can watch. I can watch every damn episode of the 1999 animated Spider-Man show, but I can see it as a Pruda film. But playmakers, nope. Oh my goodness. Um, let me see. Was there anything anything else like from the episode that uh that you liked that you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. But what about you? Uh, I do like. Um, I like the uh, he who shall not be named. Uh, that starred on a show that meant a lot to, uh, mm. you know, the world one day. Um, oh, <laughs> making his cameo, 
at uh the was that uh, the fish you say Pittsburgh? It was, it was. And yeah, let's just okay. call him, let's just call him Fat Albert. <laughs> yeah. Like magic. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a uh, wasn't a nice touch given everything that's taking place, but to uh to see him pop up amongst all the wildness was just like how appropriate. So um and then when you think about what happened after that with uh the big gold Z being slid to uh, Magic Johnson, it was just mm-hmm. Chef's kiss of uh of all types of nastiness and stuff, man. What is shit? It, uh, yeah, in the in the span of three episodes, we've got uh we've got a depiction of Donald Sterling. We've got a depiction of Fat Albert, as we're calling him. Uh, in the in the car with Norm Nixon, and actually, I was gonna move on to talk about a couple of scenes with Norm Nixon, but uh, Norm brought up OJ, like you gotta be righteous, like OJ or whatever. Um, they're really they're really just hitting hitting all the all the characters, all the let's let's just call it that. They're they're real characters, aren't they? Son, it's just a it's an insane like set of circumstances that you can see. I mean, back then it wasn't uncommon to see a pudding pop man come to a movie uh, <laughs> premiere like that. And for somebody to talk about OJ like that. And for somebody to, um, OJ, you know, both those guys, both those guys were the man back then. Yeah. And then like you fast forward to today and it's like, <laughs> if you go back and tell somebody, Hey man, I think you should. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think you should keep some filmmakers on your uh, your payroll because you might be able to make a film out of these two people. They could be like, "Well, oh, you want to do a, a biography with Racks the Riches, and you know what I'm saying? You know them little uh, after school specials. You want us to do that on these two guys? You're like, nah, man. <laughs> I'm talking expose. I'm talking TMZ. All that I'm talking, stuff. I'm talking man. sixty National minutes. Empire. Yeah, it'd be like, <laughs> boy, boy, hard. But man, that's that's wild though, man. This is why we need these things man because it just puts stuff in perspective you know what i mean yeah. and then it's like wow yeah it is even it is. like with magic johnson it's like seeing that in real time like his mom like hey don't forget where you came from keep your mm-hmm. head on straight and then like and he was and he was like saying to cookie he was like um he's like oh man you should have seen all the love he was getting and she had a great line what is that, is that love i don't know <laughs> Um, but that's good. But yeah, I mean, they really love to, they do like to do that kind of putting in perspective stuff, uh, in terms of like, "Mm, this is really how we used to look at things. Kind of even like, uh, I feel like I was talking last week about like Genie being just like, Hey, maybe we should just have like concerts here. It's just like crazy to look at that. Like what? Concerts? They're like Genie, Genie, the sound is terrible here. And, it's like, and, and I'm like still thinking of like, man, like probably like three fourths of every concert venue I've ever been to has terrible sound, but it don't exactly. freaking matter. Like I don't go home like, man, that concert sucked. Sound was terrible. Um, but yeah, it is kind of crazy. I mean, obviously it was all the, everything that's been happening is so long ago, but it is kind of, they do like to have fun, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain and like you having that uh, 2020 vision just be able to, be like, oh man, I can't believe they were. Th- I can't believe everyone loved Bill Cosby so much. Sorry, said his <laughs> name. Said his name. Oh, um, uh, now they're gonna find us. They're gonna take nah. this off. Uh, yeah. You know what? I can't I, wait for the, the well, baby. Coach if they're, if they're gonna, 
Hey, if they were gonna <laughs> find us, it was already gonna be me talking about Magic Johnson having an order. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're already fined. We're we're just running up the price now. Bro, I can't wait till they have the baby Kobe Bryant cameo episode where Joe Bryant playing against like the Lakers or something. Oh. Be like, who's this kid? This kid keeps is shooting he... at halftime. Who is, is he in kid? the league right now? In seventy nine. Hmm. Let me go look. Let's do a little but that, research. That is a good. That is a good little catch because and like you can just tell with this show they would do that without a doubt. And I would They're love like, it because this show is like. It really is unhinged. <laughs> the more I think about it, like I don't know, all the people that made it, like said, like we we aren't doing this with bad intentions. Like we just want to celebrate this. I was like, I don't know. I don't think you guys have bad intentions, but I don't think I, I don't think you guys are stupid to know that this <laughs> is gonna rub people the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. What year was it? What year? What year we at again? I think we're in 1979. Hmm. Is he? He was uh. In San Diego, with the San Diego Clippers from seventy nine to eighty two, you can't oh, tell me a young Kobe oh, did not want to go see Magic. And now is that so? This is once. so he was with the Clippers before he was playing in Europe. Yeah, he was with uh, Sixers from seventy five to seventy nine. Then the Clippers from seventy nine to eighty two. And Kobe, was and then he went overseas at this point. Very much alive. He was born what? In early seventies? Question mark. See, I think seventies or seventy-eight. He might be a baby. Yeah, seventy-eight. August twenty-third. Oh man! If they have Joe Bryan walking in holding a baby, that'll be yeah, a moment. Man. Oh, that's cool. Now I'm kind of now I'm kind of looking forward to that. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if they do it. But <laughs> after credit, really cool. It'll be like an MCU after credit. <laughs> Dang, I should have kept that one tucked to my vest, man. Well, I mean, I know. Well, now you got on the Lakers Outsiders podcast. I'll take it. We all know <laughs> that uh, our good friends at HBO love to listen to our podcast. So, um, some ra- Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, I knew you loved the Norm Nixon roast session of Match Johnson. You knew I was in. That was in. great. Norm slash Spencer Dinwiddie Nixon. I- I can't even remember everything you say, but I think Magic like said like, "Oh, like I like this or whatever." And then he he goes, "It's repugnant." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "These are my favorite shoes." Yeah, he's, he's like, "It's like, repugnant." Barber. He said, "Ray Charles doing barb or something like yeah, that." Yeah, that too. And oh, then uh, he like went to his like little fashion shop, and that guy comes out like he was like, "Oh Lord, have mercy!" Oh no, <laughs> oh no, what have you brought me here? <laughs> He said, free, free suit on the house. That's um, what's up, man. God, what else? So, what else did I write down? Um, a few good lines. I loved, uh, I mean, I just love Jerry Buss freaking out on Jerry West to begin the episode. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jerry goes, God damn it, I'll sue you. And then Jerry West <laughs> just like, Jerry West goes like, you know, I'd understand if you did. And then Jerry goes, yeah, damn it, I don't need hilarious. a lawsuit on my hands. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. That was so funny. And then um, I loved uh, Jeannie kind of going like, oh, money isn't an object. And then the girl was like, Claire was like, uh, it's the only object, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. It, well, I'm not going to talk about Chick Hearn's quotes, but those were uh, definitely noteworthy. Um I definitely can't be saying those or those will 
without a doubt get us fined. Um, yep. Obviously, we could play the did this really happen game, but that would go right back to Vic Weiss uh, being murdered, which did happen. Uh, I think that business card was made up. I'm almost certain that did not happen. Um, but yeah, very interested to see where they go with this show. Um, obviously, now it's kind of going to transition to Jack McKinney, who we met briefly. Um becoming the next coach of the team spoiler uh tarkanian is not going to become coach of the team after this but yeah it's going to be interesting um to see where they go with that oh the random little tidbit i saw from that interview i was talking about from Mm -hmm. the hollywood reporter they filmed that scene um that's the exact parking garage where vic weiss was found dead jesus so i guess so i guess um the co-creator said that was the exact parking garage. Um, he said that the car was actually found on the floor below the roof, but he said, he said we uh, had to do it on the roof for cinematic purposes. And I was like, geez, I can't believe you guys, like you said, who's mad of the week, Magic Johnson or uh, Vic's family. That's for sure. Um, or the mobsters who, Allegedly well could, uh, killed him. Uh, yeah, and there was so I from my from my reading there was like a bunch of um, deaths, weird deaths slash murders that happened following this of people that the police were looking at as suspects. Uh, his murder is still like unsolved. Um, they've basically only just like come to the estimated guess that it was mobsters or people that he had gambling debts to. Um, so yeah, like you said, this is becoming a, a true HBO murder show, uh, that happens to have, um, Magic Johnson and Jerry West having sex in it. Mm. Unhinged, brother. And that's exactly, I couldn't spend, think of a better way to spend my Sundays. <laughs> yeah, hey, right there with you, man. And I, and I told my, I told my mom that she should watch this like a few weeks mm. ago and I haven't followed up on that. I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> want to keep it nice and inside. I, I, I feel you, man. I don't. I don't need to be talking to my mom about about this show. Only, only Walt. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah, this is a. Uh, it's been quite a ride, though, man. I mean, enjoying it three for three for me. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. in the midst of this nonsense they expect us to watch. You know, in the real Lakerland. Um, but I'm enjoying the characters, enjoying the development, enjoying the balance of all the stories they're trying to tell. It's yeah. hard, man. People do not understand. Like the passion can get a bit like heavy when it comes to like how people feel about the Lakers and stuff. But they're literally a Hollywood production. Like they really they are. never stop being one. You know what I mean? So that's why you have to kind of just as a fan, and you know, we can kind of talk hoop for a moment. You have to understand. Like this is this is allowing me also to kind of feel differently about things I'm seeing now outside of like inexcusable stuff, but just like knowing, like it's a business. It's not like any other team, you know. The processes they follow, unfortunately, is not gonna be ever in the same interest and the same like mindset that me, you, or any other fan would want yep. them to have. They're just not gonna do it. It just is what it is because one. Um, who am I 
you know, to outside again of the obvious things, who am I to try to be like, hey, you need to change your tried and true formula up that you've been uh doing since y'all basically picked this since team about the scrap. Yeah, and you know, brought up and you work your way through the ranks. You can kind of again you can be critical, but it's also you have to respect accomplishments. You have to respect, you know, somebody working their way up and becoming a voice in an organization that as we can see, like I said, it came out of the dirt. Like you got to respect the grind of that. You know what I'm saying? You got to respect Genie Bus. But she can do better, but you got to respect it. And, you know, just the same way as you you sang the praises when they took on the championship and you mm-hmm. every time they made a move, you was like, oh, yeah, that's a good move. They did, yada, yada, yada. Like you got to be kind of mindful of, you know, shitting on them at the same time when something goes all right again. The subtle things, not the well, dang, I need to uh, read a dictionary every now and then. Like the <laughs> obvious crazy thing, you know what I'm saying? Things that yeah. you can have a legit critique on. A legit yeah, gripe with that. yeah. But like every other like thing, like sometimes we can be like too like, oh my God, they just signed such and such. Like, yeah, it's like 67 games into the season and um <laughs> every good player is not available. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when uh you get in the situation you in, but yeah, it's kind of I feel like we were talking about how like looking back, we've like getting like so much perspective like they say these things and I mean just talking about like celebrating Bill Cosby or whatever like we were talking about mm-hmm. or I've been talking about Genie Bus talking about like the concerts or whatever, but it's like almost giving perspective on the current day Lakers in terms of, like you said, it's like they really are a real life Hollywood drama, like Mm -hmm. still that way in 2022. And it was that way in 2010 is that way in 2000 It was that way in 1991. It was in that way in 1979. Um, It's going to be that way in 2028. And it's going to be that way in 2028. It's going to be that way in 2040. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be that way forever. Because I, like, I don't know. You know, Look, I can Jim get Bush mad about we get, we get mad about this season all the time. But mm-hmm. they ain't never boring. Yeah. They're never boring. No matter when what. Jim, when Jim Bush stepped down, everything was pied in the sky. We all told ourselves that ding dong the the – I don't even know the male word for witch, wizard, uh, the wizard, the Mitch is whatever. Dead. The, the Mitch is dead. Is dead. <laughs> no pun intended, but all pun intended. We all said that to ourselves. We said we're never going to get in these situations where things are going to leak. Somebody's going to be saying some petty <laughs> stuff about somebody else. We finally going to get players to sign here. Yeah, you know, all these wonderful things that we thought would happen. And look what we are. We're in the same boat. So hell, again, we, hell, and then we heard it again when Magic left. Uh, now we're we're never gonna have leaks ever again. <laughs> exactly. Like and then, and, and then what? Three year, three and a half years later, leak, 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 leak. leak. I told you, it's even worse. It may be because I'm older and I'm more online, but again, you could legit make the argument that and I'm not I hope I don't I'm not gonna we're gonna get back to winning time in a second. You could legit make the argument that in terms of handling decision making, again, if you take that championship out of the equation. Like, we're not far from, like, Jim Bus territory if yeah. you take that out of the equation. Um, but, you know, because of the person that Jim Bus is, of course, compared to who Jeannie is, 
that changed a lot of the perspective. But again, I say in 2028, if they promote Joey and um, Jesse, it will be the same thing. They're going to do stuff that we don't like either, things that we don't agree with. I think, at least I think mm-hmm. they would. I pre- I'm preparing myself for them to do that, and Shoot, I just have we'll, to live with that. We'll but see if they get promoted this year. Is. Right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, did we talk MVP of the episode? Um, we talk, who was the, I don't know. Who, I think we were just talking about our favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we talked about Pat Riley, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Tearing, so tearing down the garage. Love that. <laughs> and sawing off his ankle, off the phone. <laughs> just the chainsaw just hitting it and him just... just being <gasps> like, ah, like he just scraped his knee and was just like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you chainsaw your ankle one time, you chainsaw it two more <laughs> that like, times. Man. That like grossed me out for a second. I was like, oh. And then uh, I think they were putting up the words on the screen of like uh, he was doing those those run-throughs of his play-by-play. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. he he brought back Chick Hearn's line about his voice, which, again, I will not say because it's extremely offensive. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i really excited to see. I love, like, the – kind of comparisons between like where Pat Riley currently is in his life in 1979, like where Jerry West is. Um, It's just so, like we said, that like perspective we have in the future of just like looking back and like seeing Pat Riley and Jerry West, like down in the dumps about their legacies and themselves. And then let's like fast forward 30 years and it's like what they're probably, those two are probably considered top five smartest basketball minds in terms of finding talent and picking the right talent, like of all time. Like, I mean, Jerry West is essentially like a tributor for Kobe and Pat Riley, a thousand things. I mean, yeah, our, our boy LeBron James in Miami, uh, the architect of those teams. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did you have any other final thoughts? Um, I'm super pumped about just like where they're going to go with this murder and then give me more Adrian Brody as Pat Riley. Cause I love that. Hmm. Man, I think my final thoughts is I cannot wait until episode four to see Pat Riley, you know, really get into, um, you know, broadcasting and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause they kind of touched on that during this episode and kind of, that's something that I didn't know about um, as far as his connection back with the Lakers before he was coaching. Looking forward yeah, I didn't to that. Know that either. I'm looking forward to Magic and Kareem meeting and you know, seeing how that partnership works out. And then the rest of the guys, we had some Jamal Wilkes with Jamal Wilkes, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Jamal Wilkes made an appearance. Um, so the red hey, they got so many guys, man, that's been Lakers that's classic names, namesakes. Mm-hmm. I just love it, bro. Like that's another like great part of history. Um you know, them just having so many recognizable names. It's yeah. like going to an elite college and being like the big man on campus. It just seemed like a like out of all the the teams in the league, they really do seem like a like a fraternity kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh you a Laker. Like I, I really do get it now. Like, oh you a Laker. And then they kind of alluded to them being like low fiddle in the city when they was like, Hey, you play for the Rams? And they're like, no, but we play for the Lakers. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, pudding man. Which is crazy. And even more perspective. It's like going to like today. I mean, the Rams were 
popular now in LA now that they want a Super Bowl, but like like come on, like LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, uh Anthony Davis, like I feel like those names are still kinda uh lauded in LA above Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald, like like, you know. Um but yeah, uh I'm super pumped for all that. Funny you brought up Kareem. I kinda t- almost completely forgot Kareem Abdul Jabbar's part of the story. I feel like they're definitely going to have at least, or like uh, once they actually get back, get into the season, um, this upcoming season that they're in, uh, I feel like we'll have like a Kareem focus episode or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely pumped to kind of see how they portray him moving forward. We already got the, I didn't know when we were going to get the airplane scene, but we already got that. So we'll see. Um, not sure what the schedule is looking like next week. Oh, okay, so there, there is a game during the next week's episode. So we'll see. Uh, next episode will either come out Monday morning or Tuesday morning. I'm assuming me and Walt will be able to swing that. Um, but yeah, super pumped to keep watching this. I can't believe we still get seven more episodes of all the sex and murder and Lakers stuff. It's great. Um very excited to see how they shock me in the next episode. And like I said, yeah, we will have this, the next one coming out next Monday morning or next Tuesday morning, depending on when we record. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is Donnie McHenry and that's been Walt and we will see you guys next time. We out.